Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Hello and welcome to You Beauty. This is the daily podcast for your face. I'm Kelly McCarran. I'm Erin Doherty. And it's our last beauty news episode of the year. Oh, it's very exciting. It's bittersweet. Over the year on this very special Wednesday episode, we've gone over some of the biggest beauty product launches, breaking beauty news and trends. But for this final episode, we're going to be taking a look at some of the wildest beauty moments of 2023. And then we're going to be looking for forward to 2024 with the top emerging trends on the radar. But first, Erin, before we get into it, we need to talk about Zoe Foster making business big. How good is it? So you might remember when Zoe Foster Blake sold half of GoTo Skincare in 2021. For so much money, like more money than anyone can ever comprehend. I like can't comprehend it. No. That's exactly it. But then you see her house with the hand chair that's probably worth more than our salaries and you go, that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. So she sold it for $89 million and she just recently bought back $8 million worth of shares and her co-founder, Paul Bates, has purchased $500,000 worth of shares. So this means that the business has pretty much returned to its original owners and gives her the majority stake in GoTo and she just bought it back for less than she sold it. God, that is the biggest boss move ever. Like, Love what it. a way to finish off the year just being like... Yeah. <laughs> I'm just just going to make some quick bank here. Uh, Anyway, we love to see it. We love a lady startup, but we seriously love when it's a power move like this. Yeah, more hand chairs, please. Well done, Zoe Foster Blake. All right, Erin, let's talk about the viral beauty trends. Rolling into the viral (laughs) beauty trends that actually worked and the ones that seriously did not. You tried all of them. I tried a lot, but you know, you tried them too. You were here when we did the. Not as much as you. You did a couple. Remember the water and foundation one? I didn't like that one. That was not good. There I was didn't plenty. like the stupid eyeliner one. I didn't like, I don't like most foundation that, ones. That's because there's a lot of BS out there, there when is. it comes to beauty trends. But there are some good ones and that's why I quickly wanted to talk about some of the top ones that I did try. The first one is the AHA nail trend when I absolutely wrecked my nails from shellac and SNS. They were all flaky and gross. I came across this trend where you put AHA, just a toner like or a serum or cream, yep. Yep. on your nails once a day, it completely fixed my nails. Do you reckon it would help mine? Mine isn't the nails, it's the cuticles. I rip them without realising. Oh. <laughs> like I sit there when I'm like talking or whatever and I just rip them. It's more an exfoliant. So I guess so it's it might help with the dead skin that I've ripped. That could work. Maybe you should give it a go. I used lactic acid, so it was super gentle. Oh, it wasn't really lovely. spicy. So I didn't dry them out. Yeah. So dried them out, but then I put cream over the top of them as well. So I think just in all, it was just taking better oh. care of my nails. Actually, I didn't even think about the spiciness. Like often I'm actually got bleeding cuticles, oh, so that might technically like, imagine that putting lactic acid on a bleeding <laughs> open wound. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's one way to wake you up in the morning. <laughs> 
So definitely one to try if you do have flaky nails, maybe not so much if you've got the old rag nails. Another one that I tried was the deconstructed eyeliner look. Lee and I tried this one and I swear it's one of those looks that has kind of worked their way into my usual makeup routine now. It's like the old school like eyeliner where you like close your eyes, run the eyeliner across, but then you use uh, a brush to kind of blend it into yeah. a smoky eye. I kind of use that like... Yeah, you look really hot really today. Oh, so did you, you do very it much. this morning? Just the deconstructed eyeliner oh. look. Next is, of course, the Sophia Rich. No, no, no. Yes. She did not come up with this. No, okay, but... I'm saying that she was like a major inspo for it. Okay. Either way, the slicked back bun was one of the trends I jumped on and I loved so much that I wore it to my wedding. Tell me about your least favourite ones, please, because oh, I'm more interested. Lost. My least favourite ones that didn't work, the 10 pump foundation hack. Oh, that was Wait, foul. It the was Meredith like Luxbury or Duxbury. Oh so much. Well, I did it years ago, though. I was oh, actually, did you? Yeah. you were on the trend before I was, me. I was. Did you like it? No, it no. looked absolutely like nothing I did could like blend it out. Yeah. You at least got it to blend out properly. Oh, that was like in a picture. Like if you actually saw my face in real life, you'd be like, that chick is wearing 10 pumps of foundation on her face. Like she could, you could walk up and just... Uh, like smell <laughs> it the foundation so on not her. Great. Another one was the ski mask. Oh blush yeah, hat. you looked burnt. Did I do that with you? No, no but no, I, I saw the content and I had a and very I did not big like giggle. It. And in case you don't know, the ski mask hack is basically it's not a Halloween trend. <laughs> it's not a Halloween <laughs> trend, but it's getting like a cream blush and drawing it in the shape of a ski mask over your eyes. I just went too hard with no, this specific it, trend. It and doesn't look good. <laughs> you looked burnt. It looked burnt and you just can't go back. No, no, no. no. Once so your anyway. nose is pink, once you're Rudolphing, it's really hard to take a oh step back. Oh, God. So there we go. That is some of the best and some of the worst. <laughs> Forget face slugging. Let's talk about face basting, a term I made up a few years ago as an extension to my lip basting technique. Well, speaking of trends, tell me about face basting. Yes. Is it basting? It's basting, but I was saying it involves, basting. I keep basting, saying basting, basting and everyone's like, that's Sounds not like how you say it. Sounds like you do to a fish. <laughs> It's like a cooking term, right? But I obviously don't cook that often, so that's I why I didn't don't know how cook to say fish. It. That's and for I was sure. like, I'm going to do the face basting trend. It was originally posted by a dermatologist, mm-hmm. Dr. Shireen Idris. It basically involves slathering nappy cream on your face, going to bed, and then waking up in the morning. And apparently, your skin's supposed to be like super soft and really plump and lovely. I tried it yeah. last week. And honestly, it was so good. I got a skin treatment over the weekend, so my skin is looking a little bit like horrific. I think it would be great to do after a skin treatment, though, I because did. of I did the wound healing. As well. mm-hmm. And your skin looks so glowy. It feels so much more hydrated yeah. and nourished and not so tight. Perfect for dry, cracked, irritated skin if yeah. you want to kind of use it. When your skin does feel like it needs it, not great for oily or acne-prone skin, like definitely not. Do you think that zinc would be all right with the oily and acne-prone skin, though? Or she it just says good, no. But it's basically... Too thick. It's because it's too thick and it's yep. creating a barrier over your skin and your skin's supposed to exfoliate overnight. And but breathe. That, so that kind of stops your skin yep. from exfoliating. So for like oily and acne-prone skin, that's like not a good time. For dry skin as well, it's not something you want to do every night. But this was another trend that I was like, okay, I tried it on like the 40-degree day the other day. And I was like, that was silly. That was a bit silly. But I definitely use nappy cream on like cracked skin or like if my nose is really irritated from blowing it a lot, it's it's really good. Zinc oxide is like game changer. Love it. I will say, did you use pseudocream though? Yeah. Yeah. See, well, later, nappy cream, far superior. Oh. Yep. 
a mum told me that once and I, I've never looked back. Oh, okay. Mm, well, I got a big a old tub of pseudo cream, so I'm going to get through that and then... And then give the Willader a little bit of a... Give the Willader The Willader's a lot more expensive, so that would cost a lot more long term. Okay. Well, add that to your list for another trend. Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. Let's move on to the reason that we're actually here today. We want to talk about, like, oh, stuff 2023. We're done. We're We're done done with you. Done and dusted. We're done and dusted with you. Let's talk about 2024. So the Cosmetic Business Report just released their predictions for the top five beauty trends of 2024, and I'm so excited. It is a time. It is. (laughs) It looks really good. It is a real time. And obviously this report takes into consideration things like the cost of living crisis. Mm. I guess the temperature, like it's, you know, depending on where you're living in the world and everything, but I'm very, very excited for this. Should we go through them? Let's okay. roll, roll and tell, in And we'll talk about like what we're excited about, what we think is ridiculous. You kick things off with trend number one, Miss Erin. Okay. So trend number one, we have skin longevity. It's apparently becoming a rapidly growing area of the beauty industry and it's predicted to have a really big impact next year. Instead of kind of looking at like anti-aging and all of those kind of words that we're used to, I guess, those kind of ages and words. everyone, yeah. This is kind of a new term that's been brought in to take over that area and also bringing in like the science-backed Sorry, I'm pulling a face at you because I'm like, longevity means exactly the same thing as anti-aging in terms of what ingredients are going to be in things. It's just a marketing ploy. And I get that it's really problematic and there's pros and cons to it, but I'm just rolling my eyes because I'm like, it's literally the same thing. It's still problematic. It's It's just a different word. Exactly the same thing. They've just reworded it. I mean, this is all about innovation and science-backed skincare, which isn't really anything new. new. So basically this trend, (laughs) skin longevity, skin health has always been popular you're just then basically being paid by the skincare companies to push this narrative, I'd say. That's this report <laughs> is stupid. Outlook. <laughs> but I think it goes to show that skin health is going to remain as one of the core trends next year. And I love that. Rather and than focusing on covering everything up with makeup, it's more about like making sure your skin is as healthy as possible and you do that through yeah. treatments and skincare. Is it a progressive look at no. aging? Probably not, but... Skin health, we're happy with that. We are happy, with, happy that, with that, rather okay, than covering me, everything. Tell me the next one. You're like, dear like Lord. Yeah, I'm I'm yeah, we are, but it's kind of fun. Mm. Yeah. Well, I love a good debate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm but just like, okay, You're just sitting there going, ah. All right, trend number two is ultra luxe beauty, which sounds like a huge juxtaposition against the cost of living crisis. <laughs> oh, where are the monies? So the trend across fashion is seeing truly affluent pay even more for ultra luxury experience and creations, and then it's coming down to beauty. So I think that this, also it's nothing new, it's about the lipstick effect. At the core, this is about the lipstick effect and that no matter what, regardless of what's happening in the world, you might not be able to afford a luxury trip to Europe, 
but you can afford that $60 lip balm that sounds absolutely outrageous, but it's going to give you so much joy and it's a lot easier to save up for than the expensive trip to Europe. And the thing with luxury brands is that, you know, not many people can afford a Chanel bag, but people can save up and buy a Chanel perfume. A little slice of Chanel. And it's that little bit of luxury in their life, something to look forward to. You save up for it. Then it's the whole experience of going and purchasing it. And every time you're using that product, you just feel like, oh, I'm a little bit fancy. Yeah. All right. Number two is also not impressing me because I don't think this is new either. (laughs) Number two was okay. (laughs) Okay. Basically, skin health and the lipstick effect. Okay. Not new theories. Not not brand new. Not brand new. Trend number three. What have we got? It says mindset makeovers. We've seen Vanilla Girl, Strawberry Girl, and pretty much every single aesthetic that is all pretty much the exact same thing, which is just like fresh, healthy-looking makeup. And this is fed into Gen Z's desire to switch in and out of different aesthetics, but Clean Girl, Vanilla Girl, Strawberry Girl, we're all the bloody same thing. So another trend that's been bubbling under the surface and one that shifts away from using beauty products is to use beauty products to purposely change how we can feel This is also nothing new, but it's about how beauty products in general, it's not just about how it makes it look, it's about how it makes us feel. feel, But this trend, they're basically saying that people are going even deeper and they're really going to be looking at what ingredients are being used to formulate the products, what are the brand ethos, what are the environmental impacts. So it's more so that people are really going to be looking at the brand behind the products that they love, Mm. which, you know, that's another reason to brands don't spend money changing your name of things because you've got to spend money on other things. Which is good. It is really good. But um, I don't think it's specifically a game-changing trend either. No. So I'm just going to throw that <laughs> Yeah. So, so far 2024 is looking bleak. Trend number four is generative AI. Okay, like this, this excites one. me. Mm. This really excites me because I think we've seen so much with AI over, oh, well, I mean, since pretty much social media in terms of filters and that sort of thing. And I love the way that some creators use AI to mm-hmm. determine their makeup look. So they'll be like, oh, what one should I choose? And then, I mean, you know, they can, of course, manipulate it, but green eyeshadow or this is my skincare. But months and months ago, I was like, if I could, I would create an app where you basically hold up your phone and the AI technology tells you what your skin needs. And it sort of then cycles through all the skincare products that Mm -hmm. you have. And it's like, put this one under your nostrils because it's a little bit dry there. And then you need your lactic acid on your cheeks or whatever. So I actually do think that that is the way that we are moving forward. Forward. And I love it. It's so exciting. It's going to be Terrifying, very exciting. But exciting. But like even how different apps you can now say, what would I look like with this hair color? Mm. So you can just, you know, use your app before you're going to go decide. And different companies will release a specific limited edition app when they're doing a lipstick launch. So you can try on the different shades before you actually go and purchase them. So I think it's fascinating and I think it's really cool. I, I think beauty AI is fun. Like I think beauty oh, it's AI definitely, is good. It's a good, it's, exciting place to be. I completely agree. AI in general. I just think let's not be scared of it. Let's just have fun. I know. Well, this specific trend is supposed to hone in on four different things. Enhancing creativity, as you said. Yeah. Increasing tailored recommendations, as you said, for skincare, makeup, and boosting marketing productivity and advancing try-on tools. Because imagine how much easier that is for people to use an app than to go in and waste testers and that sort of thing or or just not know so then they return products or whatever. And that would be a lot cheaper than like a traditional form of marketing, even though AI is obviously expensive to develop. It's worldwide. We like this one. Oh, my God. I could totally work in AI. I'm very passionate about it. I know. You're very good. Very clearly. All right. So one out of four excites me. 
that was the crux of One that four stupid report. But there's tons of different makeup, hair, general beauty trends coming out. Which I'm going to be writing about them on Mamma Mia. You will so be. We'll I'll be talking about them on You Beauty. I'm so excited. Yep. Well, that's it. Our last news episode of the year. Can we just take a second and say thank you so much to you guys, the UBs, for listening this year and supporting the show. We love you guys. We really do, and we appreciate every single download, every single rating and review. It means the world. And with unlimited access to world-class podcast stories, videos, and events for women, subscribe to Mamma Mia and feel seen and heard like never before. You Beauty is produced by Cassie Merritt with audio production by Leah Porges. Tune in tomorrow for Kelly's final personal shopper episode of the year. So she's going to be revealing some of her most repurchased products. I'm going to be listening to this one. I'm so excited to listen. It's not that exciting because everyone, but I've turned it into a bit of a game where I'm like, take a shot every time you know what I'm going to talk about next. Okay, well, I'm definitely listening. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, bye. Bye.